Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hello, this is Susan Ray. You may remember me from such appearances as Bewildered Broadcaster in Dumpty Dum or the voice of Disapproval in Street Crime UK. Today, I want to use my voice to tell you about 1001 Conversations, a new podcast about the stories we all share. First kiss, first day at school, where we were on 9-11. To record your story, your memories, to be included in a future show, Go to speakpipe.com slash 1001 conversations. You don't have to leave your name on the recording if you wish your blushes to be spared. The first topic is my first kiss. That's your first kiss, not my first kiss. So pucker up and go to speakpipe.com slash 1001 conversations and tell us your story. This program is sponsored by listener Jean Rose, who very kindly donated to Dumpty Dum. We would also like to highlight the work of the Lymphoma Association, supporting people affected by lymphatic cancer. www.lymphomas.org.uk Hi guys, um, I'm in bed with a fever, so I'm probably a bit delirious, uh, and that's probably why I'm going to sing Dumpty Dum. Dumpty Dum Dumpty Dum. Dum di dum di dum 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 di dum di dum di dum dum di diddle di dum dum di diddle di dum di diddle di dum di diddle di dum dum di dum di dum di diddle di dum di diddle di dum. Love your show, guys. Keep up the good work. Your delirious friend Mary. Bye. Good. So you might just get cracking. Okay. All right. Um, right, bear with us. Let me just move that back a smidgen. You listen this week? I listen every week. No, I mean a lot. Because last last time you didn't listen a lot. No, a no. I listened to it twice last week. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I mean, last week you listened a lot. Normally you don't listen that consistently, do you? So I just mm. wanted to put you No, 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 no. I've listened um, episodically and... I well, uh, you know, I love 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 me Ed, and I like that there was a little bit of, uh, and Ed had some joy. Um, I like the fact that Emma's now starting to come into her own and not yeah. just be horrible. Yeah, and I'm I'm conflicted about the Grundies because I do like the comedy, but then I don't want them just to be. Yeah, the piss taken out the of funny them. poor people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and you know, I've always been uh, on the fence with Grundy World of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been. <laughs> but... That's a very Archer sentence, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've always been on the fence about the Grundy World of Christmas, <laughs> and I'm still on the fence. <laughs> I got splinters on my jacksy, <laughs> and I don't like Adam that much anymore um when adam you know what we should save this for actually when we're recording yes because uh yeah stop, uh, stop being interesting and talking yeah, to yeah. let's do that this is dumdy dum the show about the reality docky drama that is centered on ambridge in the heart of the midlands i'm royfield brown who's 45 and single so Does that co- mean you're small and black and round what? In the middle. <laughs> you're a 45 <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I tell you what, I wish I was a long playing 33. <laughs> um, <laughs> so come and get me middle-aged ladies while I'm still 45, because I'm not going to be 45 for too much longer. But with me, I have that bastion of Middle England, and all it stands for... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of a grundy world of Christmas is you. Now, before we start, we'd like to say a thank you to... A. Williams. Sven de Berge. Uh, Jean Rose. Jane Fitzgerald for all contributing by hitting our donate button on the dum dum website with your contributions we are part of the way to getting a new server upgrade yay 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 um today's rendition of barrett green was brought to you by delirious friend mary lucy can you remind our listeners how that with the accolade of dum dumber of the week because you buggers you're not sending any in are they not? Well, not really. Other than Paul Room, every week there's another remix coming from that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for that doctor's patience because do. he ain't doing any work. I feel sorry Single for his wife. He's destroying the NHS. He's <laughs> his wife's neglected, his patients are neglected, but we're definitely not when it comes to ballroom. But anyway, we did have Delirious Friend Mary this week, but we need you folks. So Lucy's going to tell you how you can win the accolade. Go on, tell him, Lucy. No, Lucy's actually playing for time because I've lost the bit that gives me the number on. And I know I say it every bloody week, but I've mm. got to stop swearing, haven't I? Because people, mm. people said I said a rude word last week. Did, did you see the picture of that cat and its face? I did, yes. It was Vegan Neil's cat, wasn't it? <laughs> Looked astonished. I was mortified. <laughs> exactly. God, I've upset a cat. <laughs> If you are excited about uh, Christmas in Ambridge, share the love with us by ringing in on 0203-0313105 to give us a plot prediction, a secret artist crush, or to leave us a dumpty dum. You can also leave us a message via SpeakPipe on the site. Thanks to lovely Harriet from Shambridge, who we are seeing tonight, are we not? for your birthday shenanigans. Um, And to Derek for the loan of the back bedroom. He's in a temper this morning because he's been trying to put the decorations up by himself. Nathan Booth was supposed to be helping uh, and he hasn't turned up. So Derek managed to do the fairy lights on his own, but he gave up waiting for Nathan and he popped the tree up himself. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That went well then. I was distracted by a textual message that came through my mobile phone apparatus. See, it's ruining modern life. It really is. It really is. Um, but that was probably very funny, Lucy. So well yeah. done. Dylan, Mar- Dylan Morant calls them little black boxes of misery. <laughs> mobile phones. And he won't have one. Neither will Paul Merton. Really? Mm. I said, if you want to call me, I have a revolutionary new phone that plugs into my house. Ring me on that. <laughs> <laughs> On that Luddite theme, calls this week come from Cosmo, who's worried about who's paying for the potatoes. Yokel Bear, sounding a little bit better this week. Um, who thinks the pudding has been over-egged? Dusty Substances. Can I just say, I'm in love with Dusty Substances. She's great, isn't she? she, she is, she's definitely one of my girls. Love you, Dusty. Um, who's unsettled and uplifted? Paul Room, who's excited about our mugs. And Andrea Melling, who is barking. But first, before all that... Let's see what fun can be poked out of Borsitcher business this week with Lucy V. Freeman and her musings on Ambridge. It's beginning to look a lot like nonsense. Christmas is coming. The supermarkets in Felpersham are putting out the suntan cream and the hot cross buns. I'm rapping this weekend, said Linda, or MC Lethal Bizzle Indie Bottom, as she's apparently known on Saturday nights. Uh, the annual turning on of the lights on the village green took place, but Charlie and Adam's whatever it is seems to have fused as Adam warned Charlie that he'd never get his sticky fingers on his birthright. Daymart Capital sponsored the turning on of the lights and paid for the thermal underwear of the brass band. Uh, Emma, inspired by Ed punching Otto the bull in the face, has persuaded A, Cheery Will, to let number one the green to her and Ed at a reduced rent, and B, Ed to marry her, which will make her Emma Grundy Grundy. Both brothers said, you're a clever woman, Emma. Sure, wouldn't it make it Emma Horribin Carter Grundy Grundy? Yes, yes. She'll, oh, Susan will be beside herself. She'll be quadruple barreled. Lovely. <laughs> Both brothers said, you're a clever woman, Emma, but then you always were. But compared to the Grundy boys, the psychic turkey looks like Professor Brian Cox. Alice, the adenoidal wedding planning astrophysicist, has he now... He lives ad- just round the corner from Michelle's house. 
Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. We, we saw him come out of his gaff and go into some big car with with his missus and get zoomed off. He mm. lives in Clapham, Old Town. Uh -huh. lo 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 lovely house, lovely house. It's sure. probably like about 18, it's mid 19th century. It's not proper Victorian. It's a little bit, a little bit um, earlier than that. Um, kind of Regency, slightly like the Regency. Lovely bit of uh, Clapham, is Clapham Old Town. He's got a lovely little house. And she was beside herself with, with the excitement. Who was? Michelle. Was she? Yes, yeah. I know. He does, he does, yes. He's a big, lots of the Radio 4 ladies are very, very keen on him. Mm. Yes. And I had no idea that he was, um, things can only get better, keyboard player. Yeah. You have no idea who anybody is, though, apart from Super. Unless they wear a cape, you are completely lost. <laughs> no, a cape, or they did something of historical importance back in the day. Yes. Yeah, then I've no idea who they are. Because you told me that <laughs> David Schwimmer <laughs> was trying to get in touch with us and it was David Schneider. And I was thinking, why would Ross from Friends? <laughs> <laughs> What's Friends? <laughs> I don't know who he is. Well, I'm in the moment, you said. <laughs> right, shall I carry on? Yeah, go on. Okay. Alice, the adenoidal wedding planning astrophysicist, has now added theatrical director to her CV, which by now must be about 32 pages long. Assistant Alice... director. Assistant director, yes. Mm, Alice was very clear. <laughs> Alice is like a toddler strolling around the village saying, what are you doing? I will help, whether people want her to or not. Adenoids has recruited Douglas Harrington from Flops into Blythe Spirit. Most of the cast of Blythe Spirit so far seems to consist of a gramophone and a sofa, which is going to make it a much more lively production than normal. The Archer children, overcome with sentimentality and family feeling, have pulled their money out of what is now always referred to as the family farm, faster than Brian pulling out of Siobhan Hathaway once he realised she wasn't on the pill. It is <laughs> that people would rather have some money now than shares in a farm bloody miles away that's quite likely to go bankrupt. Everybody was looking a bit shifty in front of everyone else until Shula said snottily, who made me the conscience of the family? Speaking as the conscience of the family and making everyone hate her even more. Uh, Linda and Jenny Darling saddled up their high horses about the archers selling up. Jenny Darling, in particular, has nothing to get snarky about, as Home Farm has introduced various schemes and wheezes that have had the entire village up in arms before now, so hush up, I say. However, in her defence, she did say she was inflamed. Caniston, Jenny Darling, it's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, Brian has resigned, as a result, from the BL board. Damn it, Marjorie! So the whole Brookfield Justin Elliott crisis will bring the Aldridge family together in the way that normally only the discovery of another of Brian's love children does. They're all marching around talking about the sanctity of the countryside while ignoring the fact they wanted to build a whacking great poo factory in the village. The doctors are disappointed with Tony. Poor Tony. No one's ever pleased with him and he never gets an A plus from anyone. He's holding his own now and turning a corner. Poor chap. He's turned so many corners now he must be feeling like he's on the magic roundabout. Krusty texted to say she was thinking about everyone at Bridge Farm. Thinking ha 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 ha, probably. Uh, new Tom has had a word with horrible old Rob who has introduced Simmentals into the herd without asking anybody. New Tom said, I want my dad to come back to a herd he will recognise. Ha! He won't recognise anyone else in the village, so how's he going to recognise the cattle? You could swap after <laughs> the herd for terrapins and no one had batted eyelid. <laughs> Tony had a rather embarrassing chat with his mother, who said, You could not have been a better son to me, and the only way I could have shown that more was by not cutting you out of my will and being unremittingly critical and unpleasant for the last few years. Can he hear me, Tom? Peggy asked her brand new grandson. Oh yes, he can hear us, Gran, said new Tom. He's not in a coma. No, he's just bored to tears. <laughs> and as if Tony covered in more tubes than Helen was when she conceived Henry wasn't bad enough, Kate's coming back. What could be better? She has decided to give Roy and Haley the benefit of her experience on self-control and good marital behaviour. So that'll be something we can all get behind, right behind, and then give her a good kick up the arse. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Kate at all. I don't like to her. Oh God, what a what a lo loathsome Aldridge she is. <laughs> so yeah, I know that's not exactly a, 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 a small field, is it? A loathsome Aldridge. Um, that's why Connie was so brilliant, wasn't he? At the 
at our awards. Yes. Let me think about, let let me talk about things about Kate that are good. And then he just had that look on his face. And he sighed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, so... So that's it. We done. So we, you didn't really go into too much detail about. Oh, Grundy World of Christmas was Sunday's episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, crumbs. That's the reason why you didn't mention it. Well done, Lucy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it's not an accident. This. <laughs> um, she says very, very clear that it is entirely accidental. Lucy. Yes. Um, do you think that was any good this week? What? Well, the archers. Yeah. Uh, I quite like mm. there's something I'm quite enjoying about the dawning realisation no. really enjoying the theme tune <laughs> there's something about the dawning realisation for David and Ruth that it almost feels like this let right then we'll go mm. this kind of slightly petulant gesture and they're now thinking oh shit we are going and everybody going well we're not coming with you you know you're on your own mush you, you know if you want to go and do this crackers thing off you pop and they're all pulling their money out and they're now on their own and they're not the the blue-eyed couple of yeah. the village everybody yeah. was like wait a minute but it's 7.5 big ones isn't it it is you know do you know what else struck me and you'll go because you don't like me doing my psychology bit can i do my psychology bit yeah of course you can ruth is an only child and i think there is a big issue there I think she's come from, because coming from being an only child to moving miles across the country to a place you don't know and suddenly sort of finding yourself marrying into not only a huge family, but the entire village pretty much. Mm. This is almost feels like a bit of an attempt for her to get David back to herself so that she's not second fiddle because she's always been not an archer. She's married in. And now this is almost like, right, now it's my, you know, you're, you know, you're my wife now, Dave. <laughs> you're, you know, she's... Uh... Who are you? Are you channeling your inner Kenton then, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's from League of Gentlemen. It's oh, this okay. weird oh. character who goes, you're not my wife, you're my wife now, Dave. Even oh. to all. So there's kind of an element of that. I'm feeling, anyway, I don't know whether that's being me over, being, me being over-analytical. I think saying, you being over-analytical. Because if David's saying, oh, they don't seem very, oh, they're all putting their money out. And she's going, well, that's good, isn't it? That's good. And she, she's the one that's always talking about the new start. This is a new start for all of us, new start. But he doesn't want a new start. He was quite happy with where he was. Well, I'll tell you what. What? I could have a new start and I have 7.5. Yeah. Billions. You know, you can get me to do just about anything with that amount of money. My principles fly right out the window. Yeah, you can get me to do pretty much anything for a pack of frazzles, though. That doesn't... <laughs> Up. <laughs> Not really much of a benchmark. Two packs of frazzles. <laughs> I haven't seen a pack of frazzles in a long time. Listen, I'll vote UKIP for three packs of frazzles. <laughs> I'll stand for UKIP. <laughs> Mom and Dad, leave the country. <laughs> Bloody immigrants. <laughs> um, on that profound note, we should hit those phone lines. Hello, Ambridge3962. Hello Dumpty Dum, Cosmo here again, still a retired accountant, but in future I would prefer to be known as a person having holidays, and having a lot of them soon. Last week you seemed to think that I was joking over Rob, but this week I'm wondering if the man is all that he seems to be. It does not seem unreasonable to feed a few moolies some old tatties, after all, Jazza probably lives on nothing else. It does bother me that he ordered some cows of a new foreign breed when he had no means to pay for them, because I assume that cheques can only be signed by Tony or Pat, and possibly Helen. So I am starting to wonder if Rob is maybe not as reliable as I as I have previously believed. I am worried he's also falling down on the job of looking after Helen, because he's not making sure she eats properly, and she does seem to be missing the old meal, and we all know where that's going. She will be very slim. Turning to Brookfield, is anyone really surprised that the Archer family members want that money? They would have taken it even if the offer had been five million. Indeed, I reckon it's about the only certainty in the entire process. 
Lizzie has a loan to pay off, as she mentioned this week. Shula has Alistair's loan sharks to pay off. And Kenton has always been good at spending money he does not have. On more serious subjects, do either of you remember the story a couple of years ago when after a lot of agonising, Nick agreed that she would have a baby with Will and there were scenes of them chasing each other in the woods at night? Well, if so, then did she keep on taking the pill? Or is Will working permanent nights? And if things aren't going according to plan, why haven't they consulted a doctor? Both have had children before, after all. And then knew Emma was sweet-talking Will into a bargain deal for number one, the green. Do we really think that at some point that will lead up to another bust-up between the brothers? Near the end, I hear that Kate is appearing at Christmas. How is she going to manage this? Or will it be a new Kate? Old Kate, I understand, is busy having, or not, a baby in Enders. And she's hardly going to get time off to revisit Danbridge. I wonder who new Kate would sound like. Will she and new Phoebe even recognise each other? Posh happening this coming week as a visit to Bournemouth and a madness concert. I will, however, be in London in the latter part of January at some point, as I shall be seeing Debbie Aldridge singing in the West End. See you along next week. Bye for now. Cosmo! Worried about pinning all his hopes on Rob? Well, yes, Cosmo, I think you probably should. And no, Rob is not a counter-signatory on the checks for the potatoes. Cosmo, you have to stop this now. It's going too far. You need to get another job, I think, because you can't be trying to work out, you know... The vagaries of, of, of Ambridge finances are as, are, as, are as difficult to comprehend as the geography of it and the fact that nobody ever rings anybody. Everyone goes around to see everybody, which is just not like real life. So don't, don't stop worrying about who's paying for what. But... And also, Nick, also he said, um, what happened to uh, Will and Nick romping in the woods? And where's the baby? The baby's Poppy. She's had it. Yes. Oh, keep I... up. Yeah, he did, I did think, am I going mad here? Have they not had the baby when he said that? Yeah, no, I'll tell you what, I am going seriously mad, but I'll tell you about that later, because that's really, really peculiar. And uh, new Kate and new Phoebe might not recognise each other. <laughs> I don't think it's new Phoebe, is it? We can't have new Kate too. If we have new Kate too, I think I'm giving up. Well, it has to be new Kate, because as he said... Um, normal Kate is, is on EastEnders but anyway moving swiftly on from that so he said how the hell could he have ordered the feed or the cows whatever yeah. without signing anything now but you can you just if you've got a standing order you just order it oh but he wouldn't have because it's a new supplier mm. oh it was a new supplier yeah that's what all the fuss was because Tom was going well I don't know who this is Ah, because I was going to say they've probably heard about Tony's accident yeah. and he can just get on the blower and say, oh, yeah, da da da, we just need to order this. But yeah. it's a new supplier. Yeah. Oh, he's right. Mm. Uh, he emailed us as well, not yeah. content with worrying about it on SpeakPipe. He's now worrying about it on the email. And he says, yes, he is a retired accountant. Um, he said, as the siblings, as in the Archer siblings, want cash out, there will now be a CGT liability at 28% of the money not reinvested into the new farm. <laughs> so they have significant shares. We don't know the share split. Are you mm. still with me? But it will be in the documents of the company's house for Ambridge Farmers Limited if you want to have a look. Uh, and Kenton had his money for Archer's antiquities, not the wine bar. So he may have a smaller share. Mm. He says, I could go on for ages. <laughs> <laughs> but as this is not going to happen I won't quite right Cosmo this feels like a massive this still feels like a massive waste of energy spending where it's like when you have an interview for a new job and you don't get it and you you've mentally uh, got your desk uh, bought your new wardrobe for it and you know thought about what you're going to do and everything and then you don't get the job and then you think bloody hell when do I get that week of worry back you know just as a pure nutter aside yes how many job interviews actually have you gone to in your life? Approximately. Bloody hell. Um, or more to the point, how many jobs have you got from getting a, from having a job interview? Do I have to answer this? Uh, well, because okay. I've never I've never been for an interview that I haven't got the job. Yes, I have once. 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 Me too. I've only oh, twice, 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 twice. I've only had one job interview in. 20, how many years have I been in the labour market? 25 years? That's three. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> but no, I never get jobs from job interviews. I never get jobs, but I never get jobs from job interviews anyway. Because I I just do nothing but... But they're not job. they're chats. Mm. Yes, so and so said that you're all right, come in and have a chat. Yeah. But but anyway, um, uh, there was a point I was going to make there, and it's gone clean out of my head. Cosmo... Oh, yeah, that's it. Cosmo. Mm. Um, Big ups to Cosmo. Props to Cosmo. He's the only person who actually listened to what I said last week and actually started off by saying exactly what is employment status. No, someone else did too. Oh. But they didn't leave a message. They just emailed us to tell us what they did. Yes, and there was somebody on on the Twitters yes. that also said something. Why but... did you want to know about job interviews? No, forget job interviews for I'm sorry. now. Hey, but what, what oh, yeah. Can, can somebody tell me where I'm going wrong and why I never get jobs? There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> do we have any recruitment consultants that listen to this show? Or do we have anybody that does anything vaguely where they have to put any message on the interwebs that needs me to come along and help them? Uh, and that would be great. However, uh, that's not really the forum for me soliciting for work. However, um, it just fell out of my mouth. Um, next caller. <laughs> it just fell out of my mouth. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> Need some work. Because <laughs> dum dum don't pay. <laughs> Just wondering what the hell is going on in your studio. <laughs> just fell out of my mouth. Um, Hello, you two. It's Yokel Bear here. I just wanted to talk about two things today. First of all, new Tom. I like him. I really do. I, I was, I, you know, obviously I was apprehensive. I knew it was going to be a new actor and everything like that. But he's come back assertive. It, it seems as though he really has found himself in Canada. I think it's, you know, the, the old sulky Tom seems to be gone, and I'm liking the new Tom. His, um, him squaring up to Rob was just a joy to listen to. One of the best things that script writers have done in a long while. Really, really enjoyed that. But talking of kind of script writers and the way things are going, that's the second thing I really want to talk about. I've been having to think about all the changes. Now, I think... A lot of the plot lines are now silly. Brookfield Farm sale, dragging out the Charlie and Adam tension for months. Um, it's just, and yeah, I, I don't like some of these stories. Um, but I think there's a middle ground to be had. And what I mean by that is, is um, I think the artist does have to change. It's the 21st century. It can't be stuck back in the, the, you know, the 1950s and 60s. It's not historical drama. It's meant to be a modern drama that keeps up with the time. So I think things do need to change. But I think the pudding has been over-egged. I think it's changed too much and it needs to kind of notch it back a bit. But... I think there's a solution, but it's probably a rubbish one, but I'll tell you anyway. They should resurrect Ambridge Extra and put the racy plot lines on Ambridge Extra. So you could do the kind of real kind of exciting, you know, oh my God, somebody's been gored by a bull, that kind of thing, and do them separate from the main archers, which could essentially be brought up to date, but in a more gentle, leisurely way, um, and keeping its essential, its essential character. Um, so yes, that's kind of what I've been thinking. I think that's it. I think that's all the thoughts in my head at the moment. So um, on the archers, that is. Um, so yes, okay then. Bye. Yokel Bear, new Tom. He likes him. Well, he's fine. I mean, he's certainly put Rob in his place, thank God. Um, but he sounds exactly like Charlie Barber's spreadsheet. They've even got the same intonation. They do this funny, they do a funny S, they've got a hissy S. And um, they, they both have, they both do funny pauses in exactly the same places. They sound, their intonations are exactly the same. It's really strange and disconcerting because it puts me off what he's saying. I can't believe in him because I'm just thinking, goodness, you sound like Charlie Barber's spreadsheet. You know, if you meet him in the ball, will you say to him, blimey, you sound like me? Because it's just really odd. <laughs> and yes, uh, I know. I, I, I appreciate Yokel Bear that we cannot be stuck in the 1950s. Yes, I know. And I know things need to change, but resurrecting Ambridge Extra is not the way forward. No, 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 no. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think there is mileage in exploring the characters away from Ambridge, which is the whole point of Ambridge Extra. You know, take 
the racy storylines and the storylines story of the Russian Mafia, put that completely to one side. There is definitely enough stuff for us to go through as listeners that could be put on another show without completely destroying the continuity of the favourite docudrama that we all love. But that's what's Mm -hmm. happened before when they did it before that's what happened it was like I always say it was like listening to an argument through a wall and you could only hear half of it and you don't know you didn't know really what was going on so when you're listening back again to the archers they'd say oh well of course when I had my chat with so-and-so last week and you'd think what chat was that but uh, I hear you but the way that they dealt with Matt and Lillian in Russia didn't Mm have any ramification on the main storyline Matt and Lillian had gone and then it did because Lillian came back Mm. and said oh Matt's not with me and none of us knew why and then there was all this funny stuff that's the wrong way around because Matt went and then Lillian went over there they came back together eventually oh okay but I think it can be done. And I think that towards the end of the run of Ambridge Exeter, they had it just about right. You know, when Kenton and Jolene went off to New Zealand, it didn't it didn't knacker up the main storyline in, in the Archers. But I appreciate that you are resistant to change and it's all a bit newfangled for you. <laughs> and instinctively, you're against it uh, and because it had a different theme tune. Yes. You know that's probably completely right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little bit too jaunty this theme tune. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Did you? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> um, and Yokel Bear didn't tell us what he did, so black mark for Yokel Bear. Yokel Bear didn't tell us what. Oh no, he didn't, did he? No. Oh dear. Though I know something, I kind of know what he does. It's something to do with uh, employment and unions and he's a tub-thumping, dyed-in-the-wool... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Rabid 70s socialist or something for another. What was a job? I yeah. Didn't really yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Because uh, I, I think that's what he says on Twitter. But right. I'm, I'm exaggerating somewhat. <laughs> Red yokel bear. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Dusty Substances. Oh, I love this woman. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. I just wanted to say it's been both an unsettling but uplifting week uh, in Ambridge uh, this last few days. You know things are badly wrong 
when you hear yourself cheering on fake Tom. Uh, Not a fan of Tom, really. But I loved hearing him put Tichinob in his place. I mean, but how totally weird is that to be enjoying fake Tom. Uh, I suppose I really just hate Titchy Knob totally. I'm a little bit concerned that he will now take out uh, his feelings about this on Helen. Uh, Not that I'm very fond of her either, but mm, it's all a bit unsettling that really. On the other hand, go Lindy Bots, sniff and all. She is going to be utterly magnificent now that she knows that the Dopesters plan to sell Brookfield to Justin Thing. Well, except that they aren't, but it's going to be such fun hearing Linda and probably Jimmus sorting all this out. It's absolutely what I want to hear on the Archers. And if it makes trouble for Ruth and David. Well, what's not to like about that? Absolutely wonderful. And Blythe Spirit is going to be epic. I I really am so excited. Um, I don't know what to say, really, except that... Uh, I mean, just just I want to hear it now, really. Anyway, that's it for this week. Um, bye for now. Bye. It's a real shame she's married, you know. I know. Because she doesn't even live that far from me in West London. I could nip down there and just snuggle up to her. She's great. <laughs> she is. She is. She's just... You need help. No, no, I don't. I don't. I just need a bit of dusty substances in my life. This mm. woman is proper funny. She is. She knows a little bit too much about uh, skunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> a, a woman a woman of her social standing should not be <laughs> down with... Uh, there was a bit of a disconnect there. Between when she was talking about skunking people up, and I looked at her Twitter photo and I was thinking... Exactly! Skunk. People up, I, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I do like Jimus though. Can we adopt that as the new name for Jim? Absolutely, absolutely. Jimus. And uh, Paul Room had a new name for somebody as well, and I've forgotten what that was. Uh, it will come back to me. Um, she is cheering on you, Tom, when he stood up to roll too, like Yoko Bear and me. Hoorah! Uh, it's quite good because you've got two kind of controlling men now battling over the same farm, but. Helen has stopped eating. Can we all notice that? Mm. She just keeps turning up to places at lunchtime and telling people that she's eaten at the place she was before. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so... That's God. a worry. Helen, 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 it's just horrible. I just I just want to canter in and pick her up and take her away and look after her. Mm. It's just awful. Mm. Well, at least she's reverting back to character type. But this new Tom... You know, Tom's whole raison d'etre has been to change the farm, hasn't it? Mm. But now he wants it to stay exactly the same and, you know... Because he's been away. But but also he's realised, you know, I am my father's son and what my father has done has built up over over the years has been significant and important and it now cannot change, you know. But, you know, if I saw me old pops, you know, lying in a bed cut open and wires and tubes all over the place, you know, I might have a personality transplant too. Yeah, but hey, um... she says Blythe Spirit is going to be epic. Do you know about the you know about the Blythe Spirit thing? Yeah, yeah. That they're playing it on Boxing Day for mm. real, mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. and apparently mm. Julian Rind Tut is going to play Douglas Harrington. Okay, for those of us not steeped in um, kind of British acting law, who the hell is this gentleman? Did you watch Green Wing? Oh, kind of, sort of. The tall gorgeously fantastically sexy delightful one with red hair how could he tell he was tall and gorgeously handsome if it was on the radio it wasn't that's why i said watch but you said you never watched tv remember lucy do you remember <laughs> you know you always say i never watch tv i just listen to radio for i listen to the home service and nothing else yeah is that like you saying i am never miserable <laughs> shut up <laughs> look if <laughs> Every time you say anything cutting to me, you're usually right. And every time I say anything cutting to you, you go, shut up, like Tracy Beaker. And that's the end of it. (laughs) Shut up. When was I ever miserable? You're 45, man. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) When was I ever miserable? (laughs) Anyway, Julian Rantut, hurrah. He's brilliant. And he's got the most amazing voice, so he's going to be fantastic. And I saw him outside um, at Café Rouge on... Where was I? somewhere near New Broadwick Street and I tripped over a paving stone. I was so busy looking at him <laughs> thinking, I love you. That was quite embarrassing. It's a good job he doesn't know who I am. 
well, probably recognises you from, from the radio. Yeah, I have a very good face for radio, so I no <laughs> doubt. Yes. Hi, this is Andrew Melling from Missouri City, Texas, and I'm ringing to say something I never thought I would say. I can forgive Tom. I can forgive Tom everything. I can wish him to be the master of Bridge Farm, reunite with the lovely Kirsty, and live happily ever after. And all he has to do to earn my favour and eternal gratitude is send Rob packing, preferably with a punch on the nose or a kick up the ass. Sorry, went a bit Texas on your ass. Kick up the arse. The new voice helps me forget all those years of bile. I find myself willing to forgive him. Who knew? It's because I hate Rob that much. Even more than dog murderer Dumbo Ed or selfish bints Lizzie and Kate, who I also despise. What a great character Rob is to trump years of enmity in such a short time. The snake. And apologies to burr constrictors everywhere, but that's how I see him. Coiled round Helen, squeezing tighter and tighter. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Love to hate Rob. What a great character. Enjoy the show. Enjoying the show. Sorry to miss out on the awards. Uh, would love to try and come next year if you give more notice of what the date is, because I normally come to England around that time. And uh, keep up all the good work. Bye. On that note, Royfield, I think now might be a good time to pop in our uh, message to remind people about the great cause that Dumpty Dum is supporting. This Christmas, buy a refuge parcel and support women and children escaping domestic violence. Refuge parcels provide essential support for women and children who have experienced domestic violence. There are four parcels you can choose from. Emergency parcel, children's parcel, safety and independence parcel and law parcel, ranging from £10 to £100. The value of each parcel that you buy will be used to offer support and places of safety to the 3,000 women and children Refuge supports every day. Go to refuge.org.uk slash get dash involved for more information. Andrea Melling, who's got dogs, uh, dogs are barking uh, in the background. Um, she wants to send Rob packing with a punch on the nose. I think we all do now. But I don't know, I kind of... He deflated surprisingly quickly, didn't he? When what? Tom said, no not going to happen he sort of went okay well it's your farm in his kind of subdued creepy voice but i just worry he's now going to take it out on helen well this is it because it has been established way back when that he's actually a coward if you if another man confronts him mm-hmm. there was the whole thing with charlie wasn't there when uh when he was reported directly to charlie and charlie was saying well work through your dinner and why have you got work through your lunch hour sorry and why have you got to go and pick up henry and all this mm. kind of stuff and he couldn't confront charlie could he you know he'd kind of yeah. bitch behind his back yeah yeah you know, but but hey hum, um, he's a rat bag, and he's actually a coward, and he's a bully, and I don't like him. However, he, it's constantly played, and um, yes, and I think he's got a got a rather nice voice. Rob. Mm. Yeah, lovely. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's there's just about enough um, sinister undertones without it being sinister. Yeah. You know, when when he says stuff. You know, yeah. he, you know, it's, a, it's very, very kind of... It's just forced. incredibly controlled and incredibly mm, well-modulated. Exactly, and, yeah, exactly. Which makes you think everything he says has been incredibly well thought out, which it has, because it's still designed to get... Well, of course it's been well thought out. Right. There's been a whole load of script writers writing. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't just think of it on the spot. Just, the actor's not riffing, is he? <laughs> you know what I mean, you fool. The archers turned all lovely and Christmassy this week. Friday's episode had the village lights being switched on and the Tamara Capital financed brass band, whose fee was slightly over the odds, I thought, at seven and a half million, playing carols in the background. It couldn't have been more seasonal if it came with a free mince pie and glass of mulled wine. Hearing Alice engage the services of Douglas Harrington as Charles Condiment in Blythe Spirit to be broadcast on Radio 4 on Boxing Day, it did get me wondering whether we'll be listening to Archer's actors playing Archer's characters hamming it up as Blythe Spirit characters 
Or will we hear Archer's actors being proper actors, seriously playing Blythe Spirit characters in the play? Another exciting announcement this week was the Dumpty Dum shop sourcing Right You Are logo mugs. I shall wake up especially early on Christmas morning to check my stocking is bulging with one of these. I've been keeping count over the last few weeks and have a Right You Are score of Archer's 3 Real Life nil. These have been slipped in in various scenes. We had Eddie and Jim discussing mystical turkeys. I must admit that the turkey episodes are getting right on my nerves. Anyway, one of the turkeys was noticed by Jim to be listening attentively to their conversation to which Eddie replied, Right you are. Rather egotistically, I took this to mean that I am that big-eared listening turkey and the script was written specifically to wind me up. The next rendition was beautiful, with Bert unveiling a new poetical variation. Agreeing with Carol when she pondered that life must go on, even though Tony is so unwell, Bert replied with a Yoda-like, Quite right you are. Then we had another given by Joe during the bizarre turkey fortune reading scene. Keep it up, scriptwriters, as I will enjoy Right You Are spotting whilst drinking tea from my appropriately themed mug. Paul Room, you know Paul Room's call? He talked about the psychic turkey looking attentive and I am now that big-eared turkey. Do you want to know something really weird? And I am actually probably think you should chop this out because I think otherwise people are going to come and take me away. I dreamt that whole call. What are you talking about? I had written the notes for his call mm. without hearing the call. Then I And then I didn't realise I hadn't heard the call. Then I played the call <laughs> and it said exactly what I knew it was going to say. <laughs> So, you're a psychic podcaster. I'm a psychic podcaster writing Talking about, about psychic, psychic turkey. turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Serious? I couldn't believe it. When and he me said, either. I, me either, Lucy. I am that big-eared turkey, and I'm now, I'm now thinking that they're writing it for me. They're writing the script for me. I've got that all in my head. Honestly, this job, it's driving, it's sending me around the twist, voice. Me too, working with you. I know, well, I'm sorry. I think it is probably contagious. It's like... <laughs> That's why we do it over Skype, so I can't get near enough to you to (laughs) extend the mania. It's weird though, isn't it? But can we just say that um, Paul Room and your, um, you know, picking up the whole kind of right you are malarkey, that um, people are so just right behind right you are that we get, um, there's messages on on Twitter whenever, well, I say whenever... Whenever somebody mentions right, you are actually on the archers. But then also, it has, if you heard, it's leaked over onto Corrie. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And and it's also now leaked over to the Dumpty Dum store. So if you want to get yourself some right, you are merchandise, maybe on a mug or a hip flask or on a baby grow or whatever, you can do that at dumptydum.com. Someone suggested that on the uh, baby bib, Mm-hmm. when the babies are being breastfed which is Nigel Farage's favourite topic at the moment then we ought to have right you are and left you are uh, yes yeah I like that um, I like that too um, it's going well isn't it the shop it, uh, listen well, there's more talk about the shop oh sorry later I'm just quite excited I've never had a shop <laughs> well not since I was six and I used to charge my sister to eat her own biscuits but yes <laughs> I've had two shops have you oh yeah you had clothes shops didn't you yeah 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 I had two clothes shops, one in Birmingham, one in Manchester, and I could riff on about um, owning owning a shop and and female customers. Because so we did female and male apparel, and it was a very joyous time in my life. And famous- why can you only riff on female customers? Because women are very different when it comes to shopping and uh, can very much take you into their confidence in a way that male customers don't. It's still very much a transaction. With with female shoppers, it's an experience. Yes. Completely and utterly different. Famous uh, shoppers I had in my shop were Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, and um, the two Gallagher brothers, off the top of my head. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the shop in Manchester um, and I remember when these guys bowled out of this beamer and they all just looked like kids and I'm like what you cannot afford anything in it <laughs> but they had come out of a beamer and they just bought the shop up and he's like when, when they walk, when the guy come to pay and, he, and his check was like 
our gigs. I went, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I realised that was poor skulls and, and, and whatever with the. But yes, um, happy times in the early to mid 90s in Birmingham and Manchester. And uh, it's uh, if we do a dum de dum late night extra, then I can tell you about female customers in clothes shops. <gasps> Is it like Warren Beatty in shampoo? Suffice to say, right? I don't even know if it's called shampoo. Is it called shampoo? I that think, it, I think it is. Where yeah. is the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, it's a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought um, a lot of off the peg new designer stuff and designers that had just left university and stuff that were just starting out their careers. And, and if I bought uh, and then I'd buy a maximum of three in any size and it had to be exclusive to, to Birmingham or, or to Manchester. So what we ended up doing was doing a lot of clothes uh, which you could have altered at the, at the tailor just around the corner because we didn't have, you know, that much of, of, of any one product. Anyway, the amount of women who were in changing rooms and would say, oh, can you just pop in and uh, tell me what this looks like? And you'd walk into the changing rooms and they'd be topless. Beggared belief. And there was a period when I was working in the shop just by myself. <laughs> didn't have a didn't have a female assistant and somebody say oh can you just come in and just tell me what you think this looks like and i say okay and i'd walk in and they'd be like topless and they'd be looking it'd be a pair of trousers and I'd say oh i'm sorry and they'd say, oh it doesn't matter and whatever and there is uh, and it was a real eye-opener as i said for 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 a, for a woman They'd walked into this place. You, they were going to uh, take have this co- transaction take place, but it was an experience, and you were helping them through this experience. And there was so much implied trust that all of a sudden I was gender neutral. Yeah, you know, it didn't matter. I was just the expert. So all in those the films, shop. late night on Channel Five, are all absolutely—they're quite accurate. Then about sort of my tops falling off, sort of thing in the changing. Listen, room. I saw so many breasts. I saw. <laughs> I. <laughs> I saw Ian down below. I just, it's it just, just ridiculous. And, you know, I was, after the first, like, month or so, then... You became I really, immune to I was Im- Well, I wasn't, wouldn't quite go that far. But I was immune to the fact that somebody would, um, that a woman who I didn't know would let me see her naked. Because as far as she was concerned, we were in an area where uh, she felt safe. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, um, absolutely an eye-opener in more ways than one. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I, I enjoyed my time owning shops. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. Yes. <laughs> should we have a commercial break? Yes, why not? Fancy getting your mouth around something warm? Something comforting you can really get a firm grip on? Why not buy a Dumpty Dum mug from the shop at dumptydum.com? Goes down lovely. Right then, so why don't you take us through your hashtag The Archer's Tweets of the Week? Okay, uh, Willem Harvey says Charlie only turned. This is to the to the uh, switching on of the lights. Charlie only turned up because he heard there was some action going on in some local cottages. <laughs> Naughty, Willem. Um, Ackley Lewis said, "I put that bull in the yard with him." Says Peggy, bragging about her impressive upper body strength. <laughs> Emily Thomas said. New Tom can only be ingratiated into the Archer's Twitter feed's heart by punching Rob repeatedly and then slapping him with a tuna. A tuna? A tuna. He's allergic to tuna, isn't he? He said he made Uh, Helen recook his dinner because Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. he, he didn't. Hinge Zandal said, News this week. Shock as it turns out, Heather is perfectly healthy and Ruth has Munchausen's proxy. (laughs) (laughs) But tweet of the week and we have to stop this. Dumpty Dummers. Mm. and Royfield and me we have to stop finding it funny that Tony is is in hospital on a life support machine it is not funny and yet it is Um, tweet of the week was from Paul Salotti nurse I'm sorry Mrs Archer but throughout your speech to new Tony you had your foot on his oxygen pump (laughs) (laughs) yes you done? yes alright then I think we're 
almost over. Um, Lucy, do you remember yeah. last week was Cyber What's It, and we and we said go to our site or go to Amazon to buy stuff. Yes, I did. I did. I do. Well, yes. yes. Well, guess what? What? People did it in their droves. Victoria Cole Miss D. Telford Mr. D.P. Green Shelley Albright Bridget Mary Peake Rupert Brunn Claire Schofield Julie Minns Kate Blackwood Claire Steep Sarah Hedges Mr. Lynn O'Malley Oh, That's no, Mr. No. Lee O'Mahony Oh, Mr. Lee O'Mahony, sorry <laughs> Yeah, even you couldn't say it <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Martin Pickering Paul Dishman Richard Fawcett Jean-Marc Letissier David Snowden Paul Room Clive Hayward Polly Ann Cummins Gary Vaughan Helen Palmer Sheridan Pratt and Claire Steep all bought stuff 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 and what's absolutely lovely um, when you look at the kind of sales reports it's just from like all over the world yeah really like, yeah like Isle of Wight even wow <laughs> I thought we'd decided that it's the Isle of Man that doesn't exist isn't it because no. the Isle of Man marketing man I'm going to get to trouble again now aren't I the Isle of Man marketing man said that uh, 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 Ambridge was a ridiculous is Ambridge a, a, a ridiculous mythical country so we said no is the Isle of Man <laughs> and now that'll make him cross sorry but we've had as I said across the water in the Isle of Wight uh, America, Ireland, um, there was some place somewhere else, somewhere else. And oh no, all all four points of the globe, you know, people have been buying Dumpty Dum merch from. It's <laughs> absolutely, it's filled my heart with joy. Excellent. And it's helped ease our overdrafts just a little. It's but filled ev- our overdraft with joy as well. Absolutely. Um, and we have a new range of clever pun related wares in our shop, don't we, Lucy? We do. Mm. So if you fancy a t-shirt that says, you know. Hello, you too. Oh, you're so good. I didn't even put that in red and you just knew that little pause. (laughs) Or a baby grow sporting the legend. Made in Ambridge. Or a mug that says. Splash of gin in there, darling. Click on our shop on our website, folks. Uh, Because remember, Christmas is a coming. Now, hey, and I thought I was going to have to retire this section. Oh, no, by Jimmy, no. News of reviews, reviews, news. People will be so gutted if you retire this section. (laughs) It's my favourite section, I tell you. (laughs) There could be a riot of disappointment. (laughs) Um, We have some reviews, folks. Poodle in Penwith. And Goodhems, I don't know how you say this, but um, Veal at Stonecraft. And I'm sure it's supposed to be music, but they run out of characters. So it's Stonecraft Musy, um, who decided to send me a little birthday present. And I can say this on the last day that I'm going to be 45 forever. So thank you for sending in uh, us some reviews. Now, remember, there are various ways in which you can support this podcast. Hard cash, if you want to hit that donate button on our website, or you can purchase something from the shop, or for the tight wads amongst you, you can always do an iTunes review if your wallet or purse refuses to leave your pocket. Now, on the Facebook, here is Millie Bell with other Archers-related Facebook goings-on. Hello everyone, it's Millie Bell here. Don't worry if you hear any odd bangs, we're gearing up for a summer storm here and the local orchardists all have their hell guns going and I haven't been able to find a quiet time so this is it. We've had a really busy week on the Dumpty Dum Facebook page so I haven't really had to spend much time on the other pages this week. We've now got 561 likes and you're a pretty active lot. And this week we saw Alison propositioning Royfield publicly. We also asked the question, where will you be listening to the archers over Christmas. Mike Blake and his dog will be listening together. Sarah Harding will listen whilst being mocked. Good luck with that, Sarah. Isabel Barrack and John Burns will both posted that they will have um, to hide away, which is a bit sad, but we do understand that it's a secret pleasure. Uh, we also have uh, Cara Poirier listening from Australia, Andrea Melling in Texas, and Claire Steep in Canada. And just to bring us back to our roots, Rosie Cross will be listening from Prada. Now, my favourite post came from a post that we put up to say that we uh, now have some right to our merchandise for sale. We've all been eagerly awaiting this. Polly Cayman, I think, or Coman, then posted that she placed an order for a hip flask and some jamas for when she takes Lucy and Royfield to bed with her on podcast night. I always wondered why I couldn't get hold of Royfield and Lucy on podcast night. And now we all know. 
Now, remember, you can send us a voice message via the site where you can call 0203 from a regular normal phone to leave us a message because that's what we need on the show, messages from you. But remember, no one's getting on the bloody show unless you tell me what you do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will blackball you from coming onto the show. Right? Okay, so you can ping us a regular text message if you like. Uh, you don't have to tell us what you do for a living if you're going to do that, but it's nice if you do. Or you can find us on the Twitters at Dumpty Dum, or you can tweet me at Royfield. Or me at Lucy V. Freeman. So please, please, please keep those reviews coming because you want to be top of the podcast charts before Susan orders a top hat and tails for Ed and Emma's big day. Toodaloo, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. How are Ed and Emma going to afford this wedding? Uh, well, it's going to be all upcycled and a bit kind of... Oh, God, you're right. Of course I'm right. She's going to be dressed in, like, Peggy's throw-off with the Peggy's fag-stained, or tea-stained lace tablecloth or something, isn't she? Mm, or... And, then... and they're going to be driven to the church in Bartleby. Oh, no, they can't do that, not after... That's got bad associations, hasn't it? What? After Tom. Oh. After Krusty clopping through the village. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be something like that, though, isn't it? They have to. It's all going to be because... So now we're going to have six months of Fallon rubbing things down again. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I that that sounds quite appealing to me. Again. Quite appealing. <laughs> <laughs> be rubbing me up, not rubbing me down. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, that's ideal for Ambridge Extra. You know, Ambridge Late Extra. Fallon rubbing things up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed um, the poets stopped sending us things? Yes. Why is that? I don't know. And I'm, I'm a little bit sad about that. Does he not love us anymore? Uh, but, but, but people do go in fits yeah. and starts, don't they? Yeah. Because Mid Miss City's kind of trailed off and yeah. whatever. But, you know, and Dusty Sumpses has kind of come in and, you know, Cosmos yeah. is a stalwart. So, you know, it does go in, in fits and yeah. starts. But, yeah, out of all of our callers, I'm missing Maeve. Yeah. And I hope she'll be able to call us again soon. Yes. Who else are we missing? Uh, Ms. Alliance, but she's always travelling, so she saves us up and listens to about 14 episodes of The Archers and us all in one go, and then gets very disorientated, I would imagine. Um, who else hasn't rung in for ages? I don't well, know. I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Not contrary. Yeah, I'm missing Exeter Dormouse. <laughs> yeah, God. I think I, I think I came up too strong with Exeter Dormouse, didn't I? <laughs> Didn't you just? I think I wrote <laughs> You don't have my subtlety when uh, you know, try, <laughs> trying to woo the opposite sex. I want to go around Dusty Substance's house and cuddle her. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. She'd never have known. She'd never, never have picked that up, Ralph. You like her. <laughs> yeah. So, not contrary. Uh, are you scared away Exeter Dormouse? Which other male listeners have you scared away? Well, nowhere near the amount of female listeners. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm the only reason why they tune in. <laughs> I want they download this podcast for my dulcet tones. My dulcet brummy can't quite read out what I've written tones. Um... <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Oh, there was that uh, woman from New York in the first couple of shows that we did that rang in and she had that a lovely American twang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh, happened to her? Don't know. Maybe she's gone off us as well. Oh, bloody hell, I hope not. <sighs> God, what are you doing to our listenership? Why is it me? Well, it's not. It's obviously not me. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are just saying, oh, God, these, these Lucy monologues are going on a bit long, aren't they? Yeah. They'll probably just skip your bits yeah. and just, like, go, just go, go to... Room. News reviews of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I think people just tune in for my giggle. Yes. Which that's is... probably true, actually. You do have a very infectious giggle. Oh, thank you. Thank infectious you. other things as well, but luckily people don't. Shut come. up. <laughs> Shut up. There we go again. <laughs> I'm very careful in that department. <laughs> Hold on. Sure. Um, that's short and sweet. Hmm.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 